Happy Valentine's Day, people. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but I did actually have a lovely Valentine's Day with my son. Um, we uh, just spent all day playing, and then I uh, I gave him a bunch of new books that uh, he wanted. He had picked out from the Scholastic Book Fair, which is so weird to be ordering books from the Scholastic Book Fair. It's very surreal. I don't know. I don't know if a lot of parents feel like this, but um, I still trip out on the fact that I have a son. I mean, he'll be six in like three weeks. So, you know, six years of this and I still, it still blows my mind. I still, you know, can't really believe it. It's amazing and weird and super surreal to do these things that are such parenty things to do, like ordering books from the Scholastic Book Fair. Uh, so anyway, he'd order some books. I was very happy that they, they came in uh, the day before. So for Valentine's, I gave him those books, and uh, we read all of them <laughs> that day. It was very fun. And um, I made us uh, cheeseburgers and fries, and we watched Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And I, I made him his first uh, banana split. It was great. Um, there was just so much fun. And, and it's, a, you know, it's cool seeing the memories as you're making them. Like knowing like, oh, this is going to be a memory for him. But Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like I, I love that movie. I used to watch it all the time. And uh, it still holds up. It's still as good as I remember and it's still as fun and it's, it's just a it's a well-made movie it's very simple um, and direct and they don't there was like a kind of a magical time in the 80s the movie came out in 89 where the movies they were writing and making obviously there's a lot of bad movies in the 80s too but as far as like the movies that still hold up um, and, and are genuinely good they were able to tell a very broad adventure story in 90 minutes and very succinctly. If you look at any of the movies that like you love, if you, you know, are a child of the eighties, um, you know, all of those movies are, you know, 90 minutes and they, they do so much. And uh, it, it's awesome. It was awesome to watch. He was really into it. He was super uh, excited about it. One thing I didn't, I forgot, like I remembered the ant. I remember that they made friends with an ant. I didn't, However, remember, spoiler alert, <laughs> that that ant gets murdered by a scorpion. I didn't remember that, um, which sucked. And then uh, I also didn't remember, like, I I knew that the boy and the girl got together. The, you know, the Rick Moranis' daughter and then the neighbor's son, the older son, who didn't want to play football. I knew, I remember that they got together, but I didn't re remember that they just, like, they kissed, but they instantly start French kissing hard. There's no like light kiss and then it ramps up to something. It's just like we're going to kiss and they instantly go at it, which was another thing the 80s did really well, which was portray kids as they were or as we were. Like, it, I mean, at, we swore we, you know, a lot of us 
getting into like smoking or we were, you know, stealing our parents' alcohol. Like we, these are all things that they would show in the movies that they definitely don't show now. Um, and yeah, it, it, I don't know. They just like you were allowed to be both a kid and uh, verging on adult behavior, but not understanding it. And they would show that. And I felt it was a little more honest and, and fun. It's way more fun when you see like, you you know, watching like I showed my son, like just like the first quarter of Goonies. He wanted it to stop once like they got into the um, the hideout and then the, the mother comes in. He was like, no, uh, I'm done. And I was like, yeah, dude, I don't blame you. She's terrifying. But like, you know, they, they say shit and ass and, you know, they cuss. They like, you know they're horny all the time like that you know it's it's like typical teenage or preteen stuff and they they in the 80s they were pretty transparent with it which i love so anyway we watched honey i shrunk the kids it was great and uh had banana splits and uh, it was just so much fun it really was um if you're watching on youtube go ahead and comment below what did you do for valentine's day and while you're there fucking like and subscribe and you know what they say, smash that like button. But yeah, and if you're listening on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review, please. I truly would appreciate that. Um, I uh, So I had this great Valentine's Day with my son. We also had this amazing moment. Okay, so he has... Uh, like my old Wii U, and then I have a, a Nintendo 3DS that he plays on, and he plays, and he has uh, games on his iPad or whatever, and for the last, I don't know, year, excuse me, a year and a half, maybe two years, he's been getting into video games, which is awesome. It's been great just for him, you know, f- for having fun and, and being creative, but it's also dramatically, you know, when he started, like it dramatically improved his hand-eye coordination. He was also allowed him to pick up reading because there's constantly cues, you know, for read, start, stop, okay, continue, press A, press B, whatever. Um, so it definitely helped with that too. Um, and then watching him going from like every time it would be a prompt on the screen and then he had to look down to see what button it was and then press it. And now he's kind of very fluidly starting to press the buttons. And we've been kind of transitioning to some games on my computer. And uh, I try not to do it too much because I need my computer for work. And I'm, I, have, I play games on my computer, but like I'm very gentle with my computer. And I just, so I just try to be a little cautious just for safety stuff. But anyway, we, we play like the Goose Game, the Untitled Goose Game. If you've never played the Untitled Goose Game, I highly recommend playing the Untitled Goose Game. It's amazing. It's like, I describe it like this. Like imagine you live in a small town and you're an asshole, but you're also a goose. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so anyway, he wanted to play some other games. So I, I have um, like all the uh, Lego games. So we started playing one of the like Batman Lego or Lego Batman Gotham three or something like that. Very fun. And we got to this part and like I, I help him out, you know, it's like, because there are, you know, that, I mean, he's five going on six, but there are like a lot of legitimately like, um, uh, challenging puzzles. Like even for me, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? So 
I'll help him out. But I, I, try, I usually don't help him when it's, um, you know, just like the he's overwhelmed with enemies or something like that. I'm like, nah, man, go for it. It's fine. Just go for it. Um, but, and then we got to this one part. So I forgot what exactly happens, but there's a part where as Lego Batman, you go into like this virtual world for a little bit and it's kind of all the ground is all like cubes. And, um, you have to run around and one thing popped up and it just kind of did an overview. Like it, the camera panned over the top, like top down view of a maze. And then you had to get through the maze and that dude ran through that maze in one try. Like he just instantly remembered what it was and went right through. It was crazy. Like they didn't like show the solution. They just panned over the top of it and then they put you at the start and then you had to get through the end and he did it right away. It was amazing. I was legitimately blown away. And then there's another level where you have to kind of like, you know, navigate through a thing. But then you get to this part where you're at, imagine like a square, a large square. And you're at the bottom right corner and you need to get to the top left corner. Okay. And all the ground are just cubes. Now, if it was flat, you would just run diagonally up. But in this, it, the ground kind of like comes up and down in waves and it rolls under and it disappears under you too. So you have to move quickly. And then also as it starts coming up and down, the cubes start changing levels and you can't just run across it anymore. You have to jump across the cubes. I'm probably not explaining this super well, but whatever. And uh, there's, so there's a little bit of challenge. There's a timing and coordination challenge. Um, and, and just, a, you know, navigating the correct direction because you, you can't see the end like you you kind of know it's over there but you can't really see where you're going necessarily and he's doing this part <clears throat> and he's dying again and again and again and he at like after like a couple tries he goes uh and i could see when you die in that game you can die a lot um and it just kind of takes away coins that you've collected and if when you get to zero then your game is over i guess and the coins start coming down. And I know that he's got like a lot of chances left. But it is hard and he's not, he's struggling with it. It's, it's hard. And he, and he asks like, will you help me? Meaning, will you do it? And I was like, nope. But I was explaining like things he could try to proceed and to win. And I could tell he was like getting like, oh, fuck, this is hard. Because he kept dying. And I'm, I'm also like in the back, like cheering him on. And when he dies, I'm like, ah, you know, I'm, it's exciting and we're having fun. And um, I so I flash back to when I was a kid, his age, probably a little older, and um, playing Nintendo and Atari and then Super Nintendo and, and Genesis, where like there were no saves. This game has saves, but they're, they're not all the time. And you, it's not, you can't save anywhere. You do have to like find save points. But when I was a kid, there were no saves. If you died, you just had to start over. And there was, there was also no physics in those games. So shit was really hard. Um, there's physics in these games, which is great. But this thing was challenging for him. And he kept dying over and over and over. I mean, we were probably 10 minutes. We're playing this one part. And he just kept keeps dying. It probably wasn't 10 minutes. I'm probably exaggerating. So I'm explaining to him, like, okay, 
wait, wait to go because there's no floor there. And then as it's, as I tell them, like, don't wait for the floor to come all the way up till it went. So it's already safe because then when you start running, the levels will change. You're going to have to start jumping on top of these cubes. And as you're jumping, you're going to get slow and then the ground's going to disappear underneath you and you're going to fall and you're going to die. So you need to, once the ground starts coming up, you need to jump, even though it doesn't look like it's ready. It'll be ready by the time you land on it and then just start running and you have to run diagonally up and to the left and like sometimes he would go straight up and then have to come back down and then cut to the left and I was like no you just need to go straight up or you know di directly diagonal left and he keeps dying and he keeps dying and he keeps dying and he started at like 64,000 coins and now it's down it cuts by like I don't know 5,000 every time or something like that or 10,000 whatever it was and now it's we're down to like 8,000 6,000 2,000 and this is his last chance. And I'm like, you can do it. And I'm telling him, like, don't give up. I want you to stay calm. And I'm, you because know, he'd start panicking when he's getting close, because he'd get close a lot. And he would die right then. So I'm like, stay calm. You got this. You can do this. Don't give up. Just because it's hard doesn't mean you would give up. And I was like, okay, ready? This are you're gonna do it. You got it this time. You ready? He's like, yeah. I say, and I say, when I say go, don't wait don't be just as soon as I say go just go and just run and you can do this and I fucking said go and he takes off and he's going and I'm like yes do it you, you got this man you got this Bubba. keep going the same direction you're good and he's holding it up in that and he's not twisting it and he's going in the right direction and he fucking gets it and I scream I throw up my hands yeah dude and I am so fucking pumped and I'm hyping him up to no end and the smile and glow across his face was the best thing that's happened in I don't know how long it was so amazing it was so amazing he was so excited he was so happy and I like not only like do I know that I, I know that feeling but I also see what a valuable lesson it is and like well, that's why when people talk shit about video games I'm like you have no idea what you're talking about um because you do get those lessons. It's the same thing with like skateboarders. When you look at kids skateboarding and they do a trick, like the hours it took them to do that trick and the amount of times they fell on their ass and they or they busted their lip or they tweaked their wrist or they, you know, rolled their ankle over and over and over until they finally fucking got that trick. It's the same shit that happens in a video game. Now you argue, well, it's not physical. Yeah, some things aren't physical. So what? Math isn't physical either. But the lessons you get from that, like, no, you can't give up. And also, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to be right here. I'm a, I'll be right here. I'll cheerlead the fuck out of you. And I'll, I'll coach you. I'll give you tips. But you're going to do this. You are going to do this. And you're going to win. And you're going to fail a bunch of times before you win. But... You are going to win. And to watch him see that process and then at the end go like, I did it. I Man. It was the best. It was the best. It's something I'll never forget. And I hope he doesn't either. I mean, there, he's going to have a lot of moments like that. Um, so, you know, he'll he'll just internalize this one. You know, one day he'll, he may not remember it, but um, it was great. It was so great. I really loved it. Yeah. So it was, it was a good weekend. We had a good weekend. It was also last week I, I told him 
that I would start doing an allowance with him. And um, so, you know, he asked what it was and I explained what it, what an allowance is. And I said, you know, you're going to have a couple chores. He already does chores. Like he's really good about it. Um, if I asked him to clean up his room, he just cleans up his room or make his bed. He just does it. You know, when we're done with a meal, he'll just bring his plate to the sink and set it in the sink. Like, you know, he, when I, if I say it's time to eat, he'll just go and wash his hands. He, he's amazing. Um, but I, you know, I, I want him to start learning about, you know, work and then a reward for your work and you know some discipline in order to get something you want and I told him like for right now all you got to do is just make your bed every morning and then make sure your room is clean every night that's all we're starting with Um, and then if you do that every day uh, at the end of the week I'll give you a dollar and he did He, he was excited to do it Um, he loves doing that stuff anyway. Like he, he'll, you know, if if I go, it's time for dinner and then I leave to go wash my hands or use the restroom. When I come back, he'll have already like laid the napkins out and like put our forks there. Like he likes doing that. I think most kids do. Um, they like participating. They like feeling, uh, not like an adult, but that they can in a sense be your equal and, and they love it when you're proud of them. Um, so we did an allowance and uh, I gave him that dollar and he put it in his, he has like a piggy bank, Spider-Man piggy bank thing. And he was like, what do I, what can I buy? I was like, you can do whatever you want with it. But I was like, if you, I was like, can I give you a suggestion? He said, yeah. I said, for this money, it's good if you save it. Now I'm not, I'll eventually get into like investing and and what he can do with that money to make it grow more. Like, I want him to learn this shit young. I don't want him, like me, I didn't understand or learn this stuff. And I'm still kind of just barely understanding and learning it until now. I'm 38. Um, I don't want him to wait till 38 to know about investing and, you know. But anyway, I told him, well, it might be a good idea to just hold it, stick it in your piggy bank and and save it. And then maybe at the end of the year, there'll be something that you really want and you'll have the money to buy it. And, um, so he did, he's very excited about that and I'm excited to like teach him, okay, it costs something that you want costs X amount of dollars and you have this much. So you need this much more to get it. And then, you know, so that you're going to have to work and do that. I'm very excited to go through those things with him. It's, it's, it's awesome. So I just had a good fucking weekend, which was really necessary after the shittiest week of like that bullshit, uh, impeachment trial. I'm not going to get too into it because I don't want to like get all heated. But man, we all knew that the Republicans were not going to impeach Trump. Like we knew. So it's not a surprise. And the Democrats actually did an amazing job in the trial. Shockingly, they weren't spineless and they they did some shit. And uh, the Republicans are a, a monstrous murder cult and they did what a monstrous murder cult does and they protected their leader. Great. So it's like it wasn't surprising, but it it still hurts and it's still shocking, even though it's not surprising that he was acquitted for all this shit. And then right after, you know, that zombie turtle man, Mitch McConnell is like, yeah, I voted. This motherfucker goes like we can't impeach him because he's only got a week left in office. And then afterwards, he goes like now we can't impeach him because he's not the president anymore. So he he 
denied there to be a trial while he was the president and he denied there to be a conviction because he wasn't the president. And then right after, moments after they say he's not, uh, he, that he's acquitted, moments after he's acquitted, McConnell goes like, yeah, he did all that shit. He, he said it on record. He stood before all of them and was like, yeah, he, he absolutely incited that riot. We're fucking like seven or eight people died, including police officers. They beat police officers to death with a fucking fire extinguisher and shit. Like this country is trash. It is trash. But anyway, I don't want to get in on all that. Um, needless to say, it was a wonderful weekend uh, that, that I, I appreciated, you know, immensely after the, the stress of, you know, the verdict of that trial. I think I, I stress ate like, I think I was just like midnight. I was just like eating bread with fucking jelly on it. <laughs> I was upset. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it's weird. Like, I, oh, so I'm going to do the, the dark night next week, by the way. I didn't do it this week cause I can't, there's no time for me to watch movies when on the weeks I have my son. Um, but, uh, there's like nonstop hype for the Zack Snyder Justice League movie that's finally going to come out after four years, um, and I I am I'm going to watch it, and I actually want to watch it. I don't know why because like Batman vs Superman was not good. Um, Superman, that first Superman movie was not great. It's not terrible, but it's just not great. I'm not really a Zack Snyder fan, but like I am going to, I am kind of looking, I don't know why I'm looking forward to watching it, but just like the relentless hype up for it. It's like, just put the fucking movie out now. We It's four years. There were campaigns. I never, you know, I was like, I don't give a shit about this, but anyway, I don't know. It's working though. Yeah, as much as I'm annoyed by constantly seeing like, there's another trailer. I haven't watched any of the trailers. But there's like, there's another trailer. Here's a new poster. Here's a new screenshot. I'm like, I don't, I don't care, but it, it's also working. It's very odd. So I, what is that next month? I think, right? When does that come out? Let's see. Um, I'm pretty sure it's next month. Uh, Snyder cut. Four hours long. Jesus. Ugh. That's going to be rough. March 18th. So yeah, a month. It's a month away. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I did a review of Wonder Woman on here, and I hated it. Justice League is awful. Batman vs Superman is terrible. The yeah, the Justice League Suicide Squad was terrible. But the Justice League movie uh, was really bad. Though the Josh Joss Whedon one was really bad. Oh, I guess something else going on. Like all these actors are coming forward about Joss Whedon being a just a terrible person. Here's the thing. A lot of people I hear people and this not just in this situation, but in all these situations, when actors come forward years later and people's response is like, Why didn't you come forward sooner? Which is a bullshit thing to say to somebody. Or um whatever so the, the, that's like the main thing it's like well, why didn't you come forward earlier and how come everybody's ganging up on him now and stuff like that and what you need to understand like I, I grew up around the film industry and the stories about directors and producers 
screaming at crew is shockingly common. It's there are a lot of directors, and I'm not saying like they get uh, uppity and they're a little grumpy, like a boss that's kind of a dick. No, like full on screaming, like what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you doing like shit like that? Um, and producers and and also you know so very hostile work environments and and being sexually uh, inappropriate like that. Those stories I've heard a hundred times. I've grown up around all that shit and it's not weird to hear it. And as I got older, I would ask, why don't you guys do anything about it? Why do you put up with that? And for me, like I, even with work in my first jobs, I mean, maybe not my very, no, even, even my first job when I was a kid, 16, 17, 18, like, as I, my first job, I think I was there for two years. I started when I was 16 and, um, I yelled back at my boss. Like, don't fucking talk to me like that. Like, I don't care who you are. And when I worked at Mercedes, like I was 18, 19 to 20, I think. And, um, same thing. I don't, who the fuck are you talking to? If you have something to say, just say it. You don't, don't, don't talk down to me like that. And blah, blah, blah. My next job, when I, not my next job, but I, when I worked uh, in finance, you know, I had my boss, like I was on the phone in my office. He was on the phone in his, and I worked for him. Like I was learning under him and he was on the phone. He came into my office looking for a file for one of our clients and he like snapped at me to get him information. And I hung up my phone and I hung up his phone. I was like, if you do that again, I'll fucking put your teeth down your throat. Like don't, don't snap at me. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm a person. So I'm very confrontational like that. So when I hear these stories about um, your director screaming at crew, like, why the fuck are you doing like this? I said this and this, but and I ask, like, why don't you guys say, like, tell him to go fuck himself or report him or whatever. And what you need to understand about this shit is like that industry is designed and set up and has made its you know trillions of dollars by protecting the abusers and punishing the victims that's what that industry does so if you speak up you're going to get fired um, and if you go to hr and speak up you're going to get fired and then blacklisted and not hired again and there goes your career this thing that you're passionate about that you love that you work so hard for gone just because so what everybody does is they just keep their mouth shut and they just ride it out until they get to their next project. It's a movie. It's only going to be three months. Fuck it. I'll just, you know, keep my head down so I can keep working. And it sucks. That is fucked up. But that's the way it works. So when actors come out years later, um, you know, most actors are young. Like, you know, when they start, they're young. And when they get on these projects, they're kids, you know, 20 years old. You're a kid. You don't know what the fuck to do. And also you're you worked your ass off and you got lucky to get a shot. Not luck about your skill as an actor, but just luck to get the shot. There's a million people in line and you got lucky to be chosen. There are people, you know, if you're an actor, there's someone better than you. There's someone who's working harder than you, but they just don't get the shot for whatever reason. Um, so you're in this position. You, you hopefully 
you know, you realize like one, you're super green, so you're not calling the shots and you're very lucky and fortunate. And you know, these chances are few and far between. So you got to take, so it's like, you don't know what the fuck to do. Some asshole director is like, you're putting you on TV and now he's screaming at you or sexually harassing you. And, uh, you don't know what the fuck to do. You feel you, you maybe look around for support, but everybody's keeping their head down because they also want to keep their jobs, not out of some selfish shit, but they have a family to feed and uh, bills to pay just like everybody else. And that's the way it goes. So, you know, before you go, well, they should have come out earlier. And this is also, you know, with anything, you know, people do it with rape victims or anything. Um, it's not that easy when you're in the situation to speak up and also some people are just that's just not their personality or they have previous trauma and now they're scared to do it or they're advised not to do it that also happens a ton in the industry like i don't say anything we'll talk to him but they don't um so yeah you know it, all this stuff is coming out about joss whedon being you know kind of a scumbag and just like a shitty person screaming at people being very hostile and threatening and uh good for these actors for coming out doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah, I mean, good for them. So I think like um, um, Ray Fisher from uh, Justice League and Charisma Carpenter from Buffy. And I saw um, David Boreanaz and uh, Michelle Trachtenbeck. Is that her name? She's so hot. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to like, <laughs> that's the thing I go to, but she is very pretty. Um and she's very likable too. I like her a lot. Uh, <laughs> but they all came forward in support. And it's like, good for them. Fucking good for them. They're grown now. You know, they're in their 30s or, yeah, probably 30s, maybe maybe 40s. And they're old enough to have the courage and strength and, and hindsight and foresight to, to stand up and hopefully protect other people. And, like, they're not trying to make a name for themselves or anything like that. They're already actors. They're already doing the thing. But good for them for standing up. Um, amidst, and again, they can still be blacklisted and they can still be, you know, fired or harassed for this shit. So it's like they're, they're, they still are potentially jeopardizing their careers, um, but they're willing to do it to, you know, change this horrible system. You know, the film industry is a monster. Entertainment industry is a monster. You know, it, it just, it, it chews you up and that's the whole that's how it's functioned for so long it feeds off of fear and insecurity and greed and lust and it's just all the insatiable qualities that a normal person has little pieces of and keeps in check the industry basically any industry um, is just amplifying those things and it's obviously not sustainable so yeah but it doesn't it doesn't wear out the system. It wears out the people in the system. And uh, yeah, so good for these actors for stepping forward and, and doing something about it and, and trying to make a change because it's hard. It's hard. They're up against a lot of shit and good for them. It sucks that people's immediately re immediate response is, oh, fuck them or they're wrong or, you know, why didn't they do it before? Like, what does that even matter? I remember like with my ex-wife, that would be a thing all the time. Um, or, or even my, like, my, my ex-girlfriend after her. If I brought something up later, the response wouldn't be like, oh my God, let's talk about that. Let me help you or what happened. I'm so, or whatever. It would just be like, how come you didn't tell me sooner? Like that's, that's the thing that you're focusing on. Like who fucking cares? What does that matter? 
How does that help? You know, um, so, you know, don't do that to people. If somebody tells you something, just live in that moment and then deal with it when they're saying it. It doesn't matter why they didn't say it earlier. And if you if you are really curious, deal with the shit first and then ask, like, hey, I'm just curious now that we've talked about it or dealt with it. Is there a reason you didn't tell me earlier? Not like, why didn't you tell me? That's very accusatory. But like, is there a reason you didn't? Because here's the thing. If you're putting off a vibe that is that you're unapproachable or something, you should want to know to make a change to that. And if it's not that and it's something else, like they need help and this person that you care about needs help in some other areas, you should want to know that too. So anyway, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know what else I wanted to talk about. I, uh, I'm two episodes behind on WandaVision. Really enjoying it. It's fun. Um, I just like that it's different, that they're actually trying something new. Um, I'm, I, I missed like a handful of the movies in the MCU, but I don't really care because I just, I got really burnt out with their storytelling. While everything was decent enough quality, some were good, some were not great, but um, I just got so burnt out of it. And I, yeah, it just, it, it just started to be like, all right, enough is enough. But the WandaVision stuff is actually very interesting and the story itself is very heartbreaking and, and, uh, interesting. Um, some of the acting seems a little clunky, clunky, not from Elizabeth Olsen and the dude who plays vision. They're fantastic. And, the uh, the woman who's playing the neighbor, Agnes, um, who is in like the visit and, uh, parks and rec. She was, um, on parks and rec. She was, uh, what's her name? Jen Barkley the woman who helps Bobby Newport run for what was it, city council or whatever, and then gets Ben a job in Washington and all that stuff. And she's great. Um, but I'm really excited that it looks like the main big bad villain, at least for a little while is going to be Mephisto. Like they haven't said it, but you know, all signs are pointing to yes. And that really, really excites me. Because my favorite comic of all time um, is a Mephisto book. I mean, it's a Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom story called Triumph and Torment, uh, where um, the Ancient One uh, holds a, a contest to see who his successor will be. And also all these magician, not magicians, but like uh, sorcerers show up. Obviously, Doctor Strange is there and Doctor Doom shows up as well. And uh, he ultimately loses to Doctor Strange, um, but, you know, the two of them are the best. And uh, then Doctor Doom asks Doctor Strange to help him. So he does, and essentially they go to hell to get Doctor Doom's mom's soul and, you know, bring her back um, to Earth or maybe let her soul go up to heaven. I don't been a couple of years since I've read it again. But uh, anyway, it's this beautiful, amazing story drawn insanely well by Mike Mignola. Mignola? I think that's how you say it. Um, and uh, because they're going to, they're going to introduce Fantastic Four, which means they're going to have to introduce Dr. Doom. And I don't know, there is a chance, however small, that we could get a Triumph and Tor Torment story uh, movie. Um, here it is, actually. I have... Where is it? My copy... Uh, 
Um, I have this uh, hardcover. Here it is. I have this hardcover, original uh, print of it. Here it is right there. You see it? Didn't focus. Um, I fucking love this book so much. And I, uh, there was a, a Mike Mignola signing and um, he signed it. I got him to sign it right here. There it is. Right there. Boom. Um, he also signed that Batman statue back there because that's his design, his Batman design. But th I mean, this story is just, <sighs> I love it so much. The art in here is amazing. I mean, there's this panel that I always, like if I, when I, you know, fantasize about uh, having original panels, um, one of them, I mean, there are a handful, but one of them is this, let me show you. I'll see if I can put this up on the screen too. Um, God, I love this fucking book. But it's this one right here. Where um, Mephisto reveals himself to Doctor uh, Doom and Doctor Strange. And he like pops up behind them and they spin around. And, um, you know, nothing in Hades longs long escapes the notice of Mephisto. Pitiful fools, I reserve a very special circle of my kingdom for trespassers. Uh, but you are hardly ordinary trespassers, are you? Ah! So good. I know I did a very dry reading of that. Whatever. But I love this book, and there's a chance that, at the very least, Doctor Doom, Doctor Strange, and Mephisto could be in the same room at the same time in the same story. That makes me hard. <laughs> oh, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please uh, rate and review. Please just leave a review and, and give me those five stars. Give me those fucking stars. And if you're watching on YouTube, smash like. That's what the kids say, right? Uh, hit that notification bell. Subscribe. And uh, yeah, I'll be back next week. Next week is going to be The Dark Knight, the masterpiece of the Nolan trilogy. Obviously, we'll see if that is true. Um, I remember liking it. Excuse me, I remember a lot of good things about it. But, as you know from my Batman Begins review last week, uh, I think Batman Begins kind of bat sucks. And we will see if uh, Dark Knight... Also kind of bat sucks or dark suck night sucks sucks night sucks bat sucks butt. We'll see if it sucks, but thanks for listening guys. Be well, do good, make healthy choices. Peace. <laughs>